My name is Jake McLean, and you're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. Hey there, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am joined live and in person by my brother from another mother, Mr. John Steppen. Hey, Jake. Great to be here. Thrilled to be on the pod. Yeah, John, it's uh, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, we obviously know each other uh, pretty well, uh, so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. Like I said, thrilled to be here. A um, little bit about me. I graduated from Monmouth College in 2014. Uh, I was a music education major while I was here. Uh, right after that, I was employed by West Central School District 235, just up the road in Biggsville. Taught there for three years. While I was there, I did fifth grade through 12th grade band. Hit every little weirdo on the spectrum there. Uh, taught bands for all those kids. I taught individual lessons. I also taught uh, sixth grade rock and roll appreciation, which was super fun. And uh, technology course, which was, it sure was. <laughs> um, after that, I went to Alwood in Woodhall, just up the road the other direction, and mm-hmm. I've been there since last year. Uh, six through 12 bands, so I just skipped the beginners, mm-hmm. and then I'm doing bands and choirs, which is super fun, and uh, private lessons with the possibility of an elective in the future. Um, it's band, jazz band, choirs, uh, drumline after school is something I've added this year. Um, keeps me busy, and musical. Forgot about musical. That's coming up as well. So, yeah. lots going on, but it's all stemmed from here and it's been a great time so far i'm enjoying the ride yeah that's awesome so what kind of uh called you to uh teach uh and getting into education well there i was thousands of years ago in (laughs) high school band uh back in the suburbs of illinois i'm from lombard which is about half hour northwest of chicago uh my band director mr bill gilmer was a he was a good old Southern boy director. Um, he was a real stickler, but he also knew how to keep like the sense of community there. And I really loved that. That mm-hmm. for me was what kept me coming back to band every year. Um, Cause I almost quit coming in like every eighth grader ponders when they're going to a new school. Oh, I don't know if I want to do band. It's uh, I don't know. And I just did it coming from a real small school to a real big school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up falling in love with it. Um, and I, you know, I, messed around with what I wanted to do, especially as a freshman in high school, you're 14, you don't know which end is up. Mm-hmm. But um, while I was in band, I had a senior who was the drum major, who, if you don't know what a drum major is, they're the student conductors. Um, and he told me, he was also a trumpet player, so he kind of like pulled me under his wing. And uh, we were just talking about his college plan. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the University of Illinois and be a band teacher. And I was like, wait, 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 hold up. I can do music and I get paid. Like I will for sure get paid. He's like, yeah, dude, just be a music teacher. And I'm like that, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it started off just like that. Like I got to play music and play all these cool pieces. And then I'd eventually get to teach someone else that, which is a little shallower, you know, lens up looking at a career. Um, but then as I went through like sophomore, junior, senior year, I spent more and more time in the music wing. I would, you know, eat lunch in the band room mm-hmm. because that's just what, like home felt like. Sure. Um, I joined choir because I really liked the teacher. I knew that would help me out being a band teacher. Um, I took music theory. So out of an eight period day, including lunch in my music class, I was there half the day. It was awesome. Um, going into college, 
I wanted something with the marching band, which Monmouth does offer. And I wanted a small school that I wouldn't just be a number. Like University of Illinois was a cool idea, but I knew like if I was there, I would have to, not that struggling to fit in is bad necessarily, but I knew at Monmouth, like the opportunity was right there for the taking. And if I just, you know, was proactive, I could go and do what I wanted to do and whatever capacity I wanted to do it in Monmouth was there and they offered it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The director, uh, he left, uh, for listeners, Jake graduated the year before me, or I'm sorry, no. Year after. Year after. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Directions are weird. That's all right. Um, so my freshman year was a director, Steve Richter, who was just the most complimentary human being on earth and just like the most outrageously positive person. So between looking at the campus and looking at the class sizes and the ed department being strong and the music department being close knit, again, that community I was looking for. And then Steve just on top of it was like, okay, this is it. This is home. This is what college was meant to be. I'm here. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, and I just, I like I said, all the opportunities that Monmouth gave made a world of difference. Like, I could be drum major of the marching band. I could be in choir. I could, you know, I could or I didn't have to be in jazz band. It was my call. And it was just that little sense of community, the small school mentality, plus narrowing down into the music department. That community was there. So then when I went into teaching, I was like, okay that's really what did it. It's not the hours of like sitting in front of your score and studying as important as that is. Like it's the community aspect that I really love. And that's what keeps me going now at Alwood, you know, your wife actually graduated from Alwood, which is super cool. The nice tie there. Um, and as small as Alwood is, I'm sure even now Haley could say, you know, band was huge when I was there and it's still, it's almost 50% of the school in high school. Those kids are in band. So, trying to it doesn't have to be like an experience that's unique to everybody but it's a community where everyone can be their own unique person Mm -hmm. and that's what it still keeps me going it's still what makes it fun all the bureaucratic nonsense that comes up Mm -hmm. that sense of community is still huge yeah you know you mentioned a lot of the community aspects from monmouth from the schools you're working with now and the music program kind of community but what about the uh, community that you found like outside of the school uh, so Woodhall aka God's Country Illinois oh. uh, and even Biggsville and working uh, working there how did you find uh, support or um, just kind of what kind of community did you find outside of the music program either within the school or within the town oh sure um well when i was i'll start with bigsville and west central uh those are small schools but i was between different buildings so the high school slash elementary because it was all one building was in bigsville and you travel about seven miles i believe it was south to uh, Stronghurst for the middle school and one thing I noticed between all those schools because I was shared I had to communicate with everybody so at first what I didn't understand is number one no one's going to communicate for me I got to step up and do that otherwise I'll you know be isolated I'll, I won't know things I won't know that it's spirit week for the elementary like little things like that or even bigger um, I won't know that this student is struggling at home or they're struggling in classes or they're struggling at both, what have you. So the big communication became key, especially for me not coming from the area. 
Um, now, the shared aspect between Woodhull and uh, Biggsville was their small towns. And you know this. I listened to your last podcast where you talked about coming from Quad Cities down to Monmouth and then shrinking down to Woodhull. Um, small communities, word travels fast. And if you're not from there, you kind of got to play catch up. Um, and that's what I figured out I had to do was play catch up with all these people that I didn't know in the first place. Um, which, I mean, you were post-grad too. You know, like, that just is hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that community aspect of learning how of what's important to the people, what you should take away from, and what you can contribute to, because obviously I, like I said, I'm coming from suburbia. What experiences, what can I bring to these small communities that you know I just got hired there? Mm-hmm. Um, in Woodhall, it's kind of a very similar situation, um, except on a smaller scale since. Biggsville and West Central was all it was all like Henderson County like mm-hmm. that's a huge scope so there's a lot more areas to get to know whereas Elwood um, for those of you who might not know I imagine there's a few it's got the name comes from the town of Alpha and Woodhull Elwood so there's two towns really plus a little smattering of um, there's Lynn Center and then there's another one that starts with an O that I'm blanking on but Ophim there we go and so it's those little, it's a lot smaller communities and they've known each other forever. So it's finding what's important, what's valuable and moving forward with that. And they're very loyal to the school, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, and learning, you know, just little things like learning whose siblings were also in band or learning um, what the principal's like in the schools or um, learning about the teachers and the teachers are really where the community for me was instilled was talking to the teachers at both schools like I said being shared staff uh, at West Central being in one building largely at Alwood it's just communicating with the teachers and it's simple even simple things like find someone to eat lunch with and talking with them and discussing what they've seen um, that just that little bit starts the community um, what's unique about where where we're at here in Western Illinois, going beyond the schools to bigger community, um, a lot of teachers all kind of reside in the larger cities like your Galesburgs, your Quad Cities, if you're going to travel that far. Uh, some teachers in Monmouth. Um, I know there's myself and three other directors. We all live in Galesburg, but none of us teach in Galesburg. So we have established, we call it the Band Director Collective, and it's just us four Um you know, we even have a text message group and we'll bounce ideas off each other. We're going to, you know, see if we can meet at different conferences, if we can borrow a piece so that we can sight read with our band or say, I have a small band of two clarinets, five flutes, six saxophones, a trumpet and a trombone. What can I play? And it's just throwing that, it's casting that net to people you might not know and saying, hey, I need help. And there's nothing wrong with saying you need help. It's just recognizing, oh, shoot, I'm up the creek. Let's find somebody. And it all starts with the first communication that I found. Yeah. It sounds like you've uh, put in a lot of work to uh, kind of establishing the community and things like that. I'm trying. That's like I said, I hits you like a ton of bricks right away because you come in and you think you know everything. You're a hotshot college grad from the Monmouth College. But oh shoot there's a lot i don't know so let's start from square one again let's be Mm -hmm. let's be freshmen again in this community let's figure it out 
Yeah, I like that idea of being freshman again. Because, like, the transition from high school to college, you think you're a big shot. Senior year high school, you get to college, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, no, I have to start all over again. But then what nobody realizes is that once you graduate from college, it's like, oh, no, I have to start all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... Oh shoot! It's hitting me more now as like I get older, and the more the more I do, the less I find out I actually get. I don't get that much, mm-hmm. um, and it's a lot of learn. It's a lot of learning. What can you pick up on the go? You got half your band is involved in pep band. How are you going to flesh out that sound? How are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. And or it's your soloist for a concert band just you know got really really sick and they're out for five days. What are you going to do? So mm-hmm. it's reaching out and saying, I know I can lean on these people. I might need to lean on them for a little bit. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And not being too prideful to say, nope, I know how to figure it out. I'll just do everything. Mm-hmm. Nope, that, nope, no, nope, that yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, outside of work, uh, outside of music, uh, what's, uh, what's filling your time? Um, outside of work, well, I'm in a relationship and uh, she's in law school at Northern Illinois. So we're traveling back and forth. So that when I need someone to go see, that's always there. And whenever we've got free, ch- free time, we're back and forth between those. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of uh, projects on my own. Right now, I'm involved with the Rutabaga Jammers, which is a jazz band that's based out of Galesburg and Knox College. Um, I'm playing trumpet with the Knox College Brass Ensemble, uh, which is a lot of fun. That's a nice way to fill up my time at night. Um, otherwise in my own personal life, like I'm doing a lot of cooking and a lot of reading in my own time right now. I'm trying to stay in the gym. I'm trying to stay active. Like, um, a lot of postgrads are trying to do and Lord help me. It's, it sure is. (laughs) It's something that, uh, trying to stay up with and taking care of physical as well as mental health. I know that's a big push nowadays with taking care of the whole self. Um, and going home, making sure I'm getting enough rest and making sure that I'm going to the gym and make sure I'm not just feeding myself trash mm-hmm. as often as I can help that. Um, yeah, that's what I'm trying to take care of right now. Yeah, so you said you're uh, trying to cook more. So what's uh, what's the signature dish? Oh, man. Uh, signature dish right now, um, it's called Grandma's Chicken because we don't really have another name for it because my grandma always made it. It's chicken, just plain old chicken breast covered in... Um, now I'm trying to think of it. I'm blanking. Oh, there it goes. Cream of chicken, soup, sour cream, and cherry all mixed together. You dump that over all of it, a little paprika over the top of it. You foil that, put in the oven for two hours, and then it comes out, and it's just like comfort food sent from heaven. It's beautiful. Um, but it explains a lot of why I've got to hit the gym because, I mean, just it's it's – it's a lot, but that's signature right now. I'm doing a lot of baking, and that's one thing my coworkers and colleagues are finding. I was like, oh, man, this boy can cook. This boy can make stuff, which just mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Men don't bake. Yeah. So that's one thing I've gotten into, too, is calling up my mom, who's also back home, and just saying, hey, I got to make this stuff. How do you – is this recipe right? And mm-hmm. a lot of times, as you know, like any recipe, it's like, yeah, no. You got to yeah. scratch, like, the last – three directions and redo it this way because this is how I did it. I'm like, I don't know why you didn't write it this way the first time, but here we are. Yeah. We're doing family cooking the family way. Yeah. My, uh, my grandma has, uh, a collection of like composite notebooks. Yeah. Uh, where yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the family recipes are. 
uh, and uh, you know, FaceTime is a beautiful thing because mm-hmm. I literally same story. I FaceTime my mom every time I'm going to start cooking something that I remember from childhood, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey. Uh, this looks too brown. Can you look at this? Uh, can you look at this uh, soup and tell me if I'm doing this right? Uh, and usually I'm not. Yeah, uh, no, but, uh, we never get it. Yeah, but or at least not on the first try. We don't get it. Right. Uh, you know, some someday soon. Uh, someday soon, I'll get it. We're all hoping. We're all just big city dreaming. And I, I love that she said the composite notebooks. Uh, my mom, a couple of years ago, she had this really great Christmas idea that for all of like her kids and then like the nieces and nephews in her family, she would type up recipes um, that like have been they've been tried and true in our family. So it's like the chicken recipes, like ways to cook potatoes, ways to make cheap and like plentiful sandwiches that you can save forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, those are awesome. But the only problem with it is she types the original. She doesn't, like, go from her directions that she knows. Like, she's done a thousand times over and has perfected over the years. But then just, like, never changes them. So it's, like, we get the the um, printed directions she gave all the family. And it's, like, Ma, come on. You threw me up the river high and dry here. She's, mm-hmm. like, you know that's not how it goes. You made it at home. I'm, like, yeah, but I'm not at home right now. I'm three hours away. But that could just be me being me. Oops. Yeah. Sorry, Mom. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moms, if you're listening, uh, no offense. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so you mentioned uh, families back home. Do you get up to see them uh, often? Um, I will tell you what everyone probably says when they live far away from their family. Probably not as much as I'd like, mm-hmm. um, especially now the family's starting to grow a little more. Um, there's... Th- uh, my mom and dad both live up in the suburbs with my dog, and I miss her dearly. Um, little beagle, lab, and corgi thrown together, so she's just a little sausage with tiny legs, mm-hmm. but the big old lab head and beagle tail. So it's just a – you got to see that to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's still working in construction. My mom is working in a hospital with uh, scheduling for doctors, and they're keeping really busy with that. Um, then middle sister is up there teaching English. Uh then I have an older sister who's also teaching on the eastern side of the state. So all of us are just kind of spread apart. Um, and now we have a little addition to the family, a little niece uh, was born. She just turned two this last Saturday. Yep, Saturday. So that's – I wish I could see her every single day. But like you said, FaceTime's a godsend because, oh, shoot, that's how I call the oldest sister from now on mm-hmm. because my little niece is just going to grab the phone and run around with it. And that's just adorable. Yeah, uh, my uh, so you mentioned your dog. Uh, so my family's dog, uh, Sophie, mm-hmm. the cockapoo. Uh, there was uh, a point last year where uh, Haley and I both looked at each other and we're like, we like we gotta like do a test run, see if we want our own dog someday. Uh, and then we took my family's dog uh, home with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, she's lived with us ever since. <laughs> and uh, so our test run has become just a total takeover can of I the ask, family dog. Can I ask, was that intended? Like, I'm, whether your parents knew it or not, was, like, was that intended? Or did you just, like, luck into that? You know, uh, I think originally it started off as a, truly a test run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, if you ever get the chance to meet Sophie, you'll know that she's the best dog in the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, no matter uh, what anybody says. Uh, it's and a successful so, kidnapping. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's basically, <laughs> I think, uh, what the uh, what the impact of that was. Uh, and so, although uh, the extreme cold that we've been feeling in this polar vortex... 
uh, has been a little wild. So yeah, this polar vortex can go away. I'm ready for spring. Like I am built for winter, but I'm like, get me, get me sunshine, get me double digits in the correct direction of Fahrenheit. Yes, yes absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, ready for it. Yeah. So uh, one of the big questions I've been asking uh, people since it's uh, still relatively uh, the new year, mm-hmm. uh, what's kind of the intentions uh, for the year, fu- future projects? Future projects. Um, just per- I'm going to start personally and then maybe branch out from there. Uh, but personally, the big word that I'm keeping in my head right now is professionalism. Um, just as a young teacher, like I'm a goofball, both in the classroom and out of the classroom. Um, and a lot of that's very endearing, but sometimes it gets in my way. And um, I'm recognizing that more and more. I'm like, oh, shoot, you probably shouldn't be doing the things you're doing and saying the things you're doing sometimes. Um, but as I get older, I'm trying to Im- imitate the people that came before me, the, the giants whose shoulders I'm standing on. I'm trying to imitate that and roll with it because that's at the end of the day, that's the best resource is what you've experienced. So I'm trying to keep that at the forefront of what I'm doing. So everything that I do right now, I'm trying to add a little bit more level of polish or a little more um, professionalism that someone someday can imitate because at the end of the day, someone, you never know who's watching and who's going to learn from that. So that's something I'm trying to keep in my mind just as like an overarching theme of let's be, let's be a professional. Let's not be, you know, goofball all the time. There's a time and place for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, projects for me personally, um, just managing time and stress and organization. Those are all things. I mean, we can even go back five years ago when I graduated from Monmouth was, you should probably work on being organized. I was like, yes, yes, you're right. And it's still, I'm still working on it. You go in my office, it's a pit. It's a, um, any student can tell you that that is not my strong suit and that's okay. I'm working on it. We're getting there. You can mm-hmm. see the floor in my office now. So baby steps yeah um time management that's just something every postgrad is trying to figure out is how do i how do i make work work for me and then how do i get home and still have enough time to catch my breath before i go to sleep to go back to work the next day yeah um and especially with uh spring coming up every music teacher's got on their mind they got solo and ensemble contests musical directions um playing in other people's musical ensembles because that's happening for me. Then if you're like shared between two departments, high school, middle school, you've got the other one, solo and ensemble and organizational contest. And then, oh God, we got to figure out awards for your kids. So that's all, it piled up last year and started causing more and more gray hairs. And uh, students are quick to point that one out. So I want less gray hairs. Mm-hmm. I don't want no gray hairs, just less. Yeah. Um, personally, like I'm just looking, I've... I've struck a good balance with family other than like wishing I could see them more and but communication again where communication's coming back I'm getting really good at staying in touch with family whether it's like group messages or even like Snapchat goofy things like that like all my family even my technologically behind dad is like on board with Snapchat now so we stay in touch that way I want to keep that balance and keep it going and keep the meaningful conversation going um with Uh, My girlfriend, Meg, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman who's doing a lot of hard work right now. And just I want to keep supporting her as best as I humanly possibly can. Um, One thing that I personally have struggled with is some self-confidence issues and just some doubting myself. And she's been a rock star in reinforcing me. And hopefully I've been, you know, at least adequate in helping her, too. And the goal now is to kind of accept it instead of when she says, no, everything's going to be okay. This is typical, you know. You'll try again the next day instead of me being a butthead and be like, no, no, it's not going to be good because here's all these reasons. Bap, 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 bap. 
just accept it and roll with it. Um, that's something I got to work at. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, just again, remaining supportive and remaining, you know, eyes on the prize, eyes on the horizon. That's the goal here. Um, and that's been going really well so far. She's got at least another year of law school, if not year and a half, just depending on how class schedules fall and internships, so on and so forth. So just being, being in her corner as she's in mine. That's the end goal there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, uh, it's coming up to tax season for, for Haley. And so, uh, we always play this game. Like we barely, like my program schedule keeps me busy in the fall and then it's tax season for her in the spring. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, all right, see, (laughs) see you when we go to bed, (laughs) uh, you know? Uh, and so sometimes it's, Sometimes it's not even that because one of us would fall asleep on the couch, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yep. watching like Seinfeld reruns or something. Love so. Seinfeld re- reruns. Yeah. You're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast with John Stebbin. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the show, then you've heard about my adventures as a life coach and leadership speaker. I'm currently accepting coaching clients for the next two months. So take the next step with me as a coach and use the coupon code Next Step. For 50% off all coaching services, you can learn more at www.jakespeaks.org coaching. Hello, welcome back. We're uh, talking with uh, John Stebbin. John, like seriously, uh, like I know that we uh, chatted back and forth, like we were RAs uh, together oh, yeah. around the same time, like, but I don't think until the podcast episode I ever like really like we just sat down to like get right. to know each other yeah uh and so i think that that's uh another reason that i was excited to have you oh, on sure. the show uh because it's like yeah you know uh one of the reasons that i started this thing in the first place is to you know uplift other people's stories mm-hmm. and uh like we've all got something uh to share and mm-hmm. so when you reached out i was like hell yeah let's get, yeah. Uh, let's I'm get all for it. show yeah let's let's get this going yeah so um uh, my train of thought has left the station. That's all right. Sometimes, sometimes we're not on board with the train of thought, and that's okay because there's always another one coming around. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, that quote's for free. You stitch it on a throw, throw pillow. Do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of like we were RAs at the same time, but we were never in the same like facilities. Yeah. And yep. the like fraternal link never really happened. Right. Because while I was here, Fiji was still a thing. As you right. remember, you were you were like. Like HBIC of Fiji for a long time, yeah. and I was like, "That's sweet. Where's that leadership? We kind of need some of that. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's add someone on there." And then it was like, "Well, he's in Fiji. Good for him. He's rah rah rah. He's doing great things for there." And then I went and graduated and headed on up the road, and then Fiji closed. Fiji, yeah, Fiji came and went. They were like, "Hey, do you want to join another fraternity?" I was like, "Yeah, let's see." Let's see what happens. And then I was like, uh, as Max describes, I was like the number one draft picked. Yeah, you you uh, were so, like, yeah, you you were Miles Garrett. You were who was the number one draft pick this last son of a beasting. That's oh, what I, I should have said. Like my other thing, way back when you asked me about things that fill my time, I'm a psycho football junkie, which never happened until I graduated. Yeah, like there was always inklings of me like playing Madden in college, and then I graduated, and then just all of a sudden, just here's football. I'm gonna know all these stupid facts I have no need to know, no need of no reason to know. Like I'm not a coach. I never played, (laughs) despite like my size being pressured all the time. I never played, Um, but I'm trying to think of who the number one draft pick was. Oh well, oh Baker Mayfield. Yeah, good good example. I'd go with that. I'd roll with that. Yeah, and so uh, 
it was actually uh, it was Max who got me uh, to start going to some of the mm-hmm. recruitment events. Uh, but then it was actually another uh, potential new member mm-hmm. who was being recruited with me who was yeah. like, you know, you've been a great friend. Mm-hmm. You'd be a great brother. Uh, <laughs> and literally, that's the line that... That's the tagline. That's the line you have to use, like, every recruitment. Yeah. Uh, like, once you become friends with somebody, it's like, you know what? You're a great friend. I love seeing you around. But... But I'd love to have you as a brother. Right. And it's just like, because it hits you, like, right in the heart. It's yeah. like, oh, damn. And, like, I never had any brothers growing up. For me, I was like, brother? Oh, my God. I can have a brother. Yeah. Which is super cool. But then it's like, damn, they got me. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it, I mean, it obviously panned out well for both of us. I mean, right. it, it, I don't know if that was what pushed you to, like, student affairs in the future. I don't know. I, I can't speak for your side. But I know for me, like, Greek life was not, nope, it was not a thing for me coming out of high school. I was like, I won't be a frat. It's stupid. Right. And then it was different when I, it was different back in my day, which is now almost 10 years ago, which is horrifying <laughs> and really, really, really depressing. Anyway. Uh, and we're back. Yeah. And it was, we had this thing called the, there's an ice cream social that happened after like the Playfair. Or it was either after or before, one or the other. We all went, or no, Playfair replaced that. Anyway, sorry. Coming back, circling back. We went to this ice cream social at the president's house. And on our way there, like you're all talking and you're all awkward freshmen. You don't know anybody. So then like the soft, like the sophomore, junior, seniors would all be like, all right, that kid, go find him. We talked to him early. He's cool. Bring them over here. So you go and you eat your free ice cream because everyone loves free ice cream. Right. And then there'd be like the guys from Marching Band got me and they all looked like me. They were all like chubby and bearded and they love music and they were marching band. I was like, hey, I know them. I'm like, yeah, we know you too. Come on over. Let's go play some music. And they'd like bring guitars and basses out. I was like, oh my God, these are friends I've always wanted. And they're like, not friends, but brothers. I was like, tell me more. I'm interested. Yeah. And that's what got me around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, weird. Weird connection there that we didn't actually have, but yeah. we eventually got on later, right. and now it's great. It's magical. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I uh, I think my uh, so you made the funny joke, and it was a very apt description uh, of me being the HBIC of Fiji <laughs> because I was like such like uh, strong language alert. I was kind of a hard ass. That's okay. Uh, so and, was I. And it was like you know, I don't want. Like, it's a new fraternity. We don't want to damage the reputation yeah. before we've even begun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, we will do nothing fun. Uh, like, what n- normal male college students at that age consider fun, not happening. No, we gotta, not up in here. We got to do philanthropy and community <laughs> service. Uh, and so uh, by the time that uh, that chapter huh, of my life ah. closed... Uh, and I was able to join uh, a different fraternity. Mm-hmm. I was like ready to let my hair down. Uh, yeah. I was like, you know, I have put in so much work, uh, and uh, I've learned a lot of great things, but um, like the pressure's kind of off. Yeah, and it felt like uh, it didn't feel like time wasted, but it was like time yeah. spent in like vain, right? Yeah, Cause yeah. Because it's, it's like I. I took myself so seriously, mm-hmm. and I still, like, to this day, kind of kick myself in the butt for to it. To this day. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And I don't know, because uh, you mentioned that you two uh, were kind of a hard-ass. And so, yeah. uh, you know, it's always interesting to, like, reflect back on that time. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, I probably could have taken myself <laughs> less seriously. Take a step back. Yeah. Kind of cool off. No, I and I totally get that um, one thing that 
I never really asked myself coming in. Like, I was a hot shot. I got, I got a music scholarship. I'm here for music ed. Yeah, my grades are good. Yeah, what's up? I was on dean, Dean's List my freshman year. What's up? And then I got to my sophomore year, and I was in over my head, and I was like, I'm trying so hard to be, like, pardon my voice crack, you know, puberty's a pain in the butt. <laughs> um, anywho, um, I was in ZBT at that point, and I said, you know, I really want a leadership position because I want to be president someday. And I just put all this pressure on myself and it was like, no fun, not ever. We don't have fun here. And uh, that's not really how life works, or at least that's not how, it, that's not how it should work. Um, and so as I'm gunning for like leadership positions and trying to be a good like pre-service teacher and try to be a good friend, good brother and good huh, everything. And it was just like, like you said, it gets to you. Yeah. And then it feels like by the time you're done with it, almost like time in vain. And it's like, I could have been, you know, I could have been doing some stupid stuff. I could have relaxed a second and taken a beat to figure it out. Um, it was like middle of my sophomore year. And there was a senior who, um, it was his fifth year. And he came back to, he was changing his major and he was coming back and crushing it. And he had his share of fun too. And he came, he and one of his, like, fraternal relations way down the line, we were all sitting down in the lounge, and they could see that I was, like, struggling with something, and just plain as day, they're like, why are you, why are you like this? Not in, like, a mean way, but, a, like, you don't have to, you know, bash your head in to have a good time and to be successful. And I didn't really have an answer for them, because they kept just saying, you know, you don't have to take this so seriously. Like, you can still, you're like, you're still a good leader and still a good person, a good friend, all that, yada, yada, yada. But you you can take a beat for yourself and just don't take yourself so seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, you and I can both agree that ZBT for us, it was a lot of, like, definitely don't take yourself too seriously because you're going to learn a lot of stupid things that are pretty useless, but they're going to shape a lot of your memories. And that, that's, yeah. you know, in more or less words, that's it. That's that's why we're here. That's why we're paying money to be well, not why we're paying the money. We pay the for like the nationals, yada yada yada. But yeah. we're 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 in this together for that reason, and yeah. that's what that's our family that we get to choose. And shoot, yeah, like if I could go back, I'd I'd, I'd lax a little bit, re- relax, loosen up, sit yeah. back for a second. Yeah, I always said that I wouldn't be that. Um... That person who uh, a couple of years out of uh, out of undergrad, like writing, uh, you know, my uh, my step program letters. Yes, uh, I apologize for being uh, such uh, a bastard about, <laughs> uh, about different things. Uh, but uh, but no, that was yeah, that was definitely me. And so I think that like, uh, you know, I think I try to relay that same message to mm-hmm. students now, right? don't <laughs> right you know like just just don't just don't breathe uh, like breathe dude breathe. it's so imp- like it's so important to people to uh earn success and like for whatever reason we've developed some recipe for what it mm. means to do that and so never get in trouble always get good grades mm-hmm. uh and, you're always wearing your letters right and i think that like some of you know and you said it too some of my best memories were like the just like utterly random mm-hmm. uh like 2 a.m trips to steak and shake or yep. you know like uh steak and shake is not a sponsor not uh, yet you know, cut the checks yeah cut the uh, check. d- uh, different things uh that you know we'd go and uh do that uh that made it worth it mm-hmm. yeah and it's the it, like you said it's the goofy things that you're like you didn't plan this it's like 
Um, when I was in the, when I was a freshman, like they didn't have the air conditioners on all the floors. So if you were sleeping in the house, you just sweated your brains out and it was everyone, let's go to the dance room. We're going to go in there cause it's air conditioned. Everyone just pushes couches and then everyone learns about each other because now that you're all in there, you're all wide awake, you're amped, you're going to talk. So that was, that was a big thing. That was a big memory that stuck out to me from way back when, or, um, just like, it's the goofy things you don't plan and, you know, it's not the leaders who are hard nosed all the time that are the most successful. In fact, sometimes that's like the undoing. You look at the leaders who are there and they're genuinely enjoying themselves and they're there for everyone around them. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. And I wish I would have if I could go back now and tell wee little baby John, like, this is how this works. Don't be such a stickler and relax because you got your whole life to, you know be an adult yeah exactly yeah. like you're still a kid dude and you're still pretty low on the totem pole take a beat don't take yourself seriously breathe go to steak and shake you're supposed to be sleeping don't care go do it yeah and i think that uh too uh like some of it is like this like weird competition for like alpha male uh, yeah. kind of status too and so i was just having this conversation with a student earlier um you know there's a difference between uh, knowing you know something mm-hmm. and showing that you know something. Yeah. And so uh, it's like this. Sometimes you uh, you just try to, yeah, you just, it goes all the way back to mm-hmm. taking yourself too seriously and uh, trying to, like, show it all off. And I think if I learned anything uh, from being in ZBT, uh, it was uh, you don't have to do that to prove your worth. No, yeah, you that's... Just, and as I get older and the more with teaching and planning, you're not like your worth isn't defined by how busy you are all the time and how much you're pulling your hair out, how little sleep you get. Because in the grand scheme of things, no one really cares how little sleep you got. And wah, 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 teaching's hard. We all know that. We sign up for it when we get there. So take that out of the equation and you can just, you know, be, you can just go and lead and show rather than talk about it and complain about it. Go, go do it. You got your whole life to go do that, and you can do it as yourself. You don't have to do it as some, like, weird version of yourself that's just, like, upright all the time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, gosh, if we could just, like, give us a TED, the TED stage so yes. that we can share this message with every single student. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, because people need to hear this. And I think that today's students... I think they are taking themselves too seriously mm-hmm. way too early. Yes, and yep, you that is right there, right on the nose. Um, I love my students. I love them all dearly. They are, they. I call them my kids, and I kind of treat them like that in many ways. They are my kids, and I, it, I, this is going to sound really dramatic, but it breaks my heart when I see them just like pound themselves into the ground when they're not seeing their worth for what they are and where they're at. Like the students that are student leaders as freshmen, that's awesome and inspiring for me, even as a leader now. But it's when they start lumping on and be like, okay, you know, I didn't really do very well in this Spanish test. I, you know, I didn't really, you know, I didn't play very well in the game. I'm, I'm getting benched. I don't know why. Or, you know, my parents are mad at me and I don't think I deserve to be mad at or I don't need someone to be mad at me. I don't get why. Uh, high school problems. <laughs> Shut down. And yeah. that just... I wish they could see down the road and realize that this is just, it's a, it's a long road. Don't, don't be a horse race, be a marathon. Take, take every step and just take it in stride. It's okay to fail. Embrace failure. Um, that's one thing with education right now. It's really big on this growth mindset of it's not what grade did you get? It's what did you improve on? 
Um, and tell, like, I have to constantly reinforce with kids. It's okay that you made a mistake. Just don't make it again later. Like, just learn from this one because you, you get some for free. Just don't dwell on it. Yeah. Whether you're, you know, you just keep making the same mistake because that's all I know how to do. Or like, well, I'm never going to be better. So I'll just accept it. No, let's just keep getting better. Keep, keep trying. Yeah. I, uh, I started, um, when I started my leadership program with these students in 2016, I found a, a contract that they sign for me now mm-hmm. where they promise me that they're going to fail. Yeah. Uh, where That's awesome. They're going to like be bold, take risks, uh, and when things don't go their way, they give themselves like just like oodles of grace. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. If just like if everybody could hear like that message, and I think that even like adults, you know, mm-hmm. like oh my god, uh, yeah, professionals currently in the field, like it's uh, it's all about uh, being mindful, uh, taking those opportunities for reflection, yep, uh, because it's yeah, it's all gonna be okay. I'm um, I'm reading this book right now. Um, it's about being the leader through or the conductor as a leader, and I can't remember who it's by. I just got it today. Um, And they talk a lot about reflection and action being two necessary steps of the leader. Reflection pulling you back a little bit and action pushing you forward. So between the two, you're still being the full leader, and you you can't have one without the other. Otherwise, one is punitive and one is, you know, pedantic. There's no point to it. If you're, if you're just reflecting, you're not doing anything, well, you know, you're not doing, you're, what are you? Right. <laughs> you're not really being the leader that people need you to be. And if you're just action without reflection, well, you're making a ton of mistakes on the way and you're doing a lot of extra work. Work smarter, not harder. Um, right. I love that you said that you have them sign a contract that says you will fail. <laughs> and in my head, it's like a dictator. You're going to fail and you're going to like it. Yeah. Even though you won't really like it. No one likes to fail. But yeah. um, embracing failure as... Take, we need, in this case, like, I almost feel like for students now to succeed, they need to take the power away from the word failure. Because right now it has a lot of power. And it's like, I can't fail. I've never failed in my life. I'm an A student. Do you not understand that? I can't fail. Right. And no, you, you totally can. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't grow as a teacher. I wouldn't be teaching right now if I didn't fail a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can still think of instances, even in the last, like, month that I failed in teaching. And it's okay. It's just we're not going to do it that way anymore. We're going to do it this way. Yeah. I had a – so uh, two student – other student examples here. So I had one student who came in and uh, apologized at the beginning of the semester for their performance uh, the previous semester. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gotten uh, they had gotten like a 3.2. Okay. Oh. Uh, and <laughs> uh, And so the story – and so there was another student who came in and cried – uh, because they had gotten a C minus in uh, in a major course. Yeah, you hate to see that. And so, I told them both the same story of how, for a long time, I was a computer science major mm-hmm. uh, in my undergrad. And I did uh, not know that. Uh, the day. Yeah, and we, uh, you know, we don't. We all know now that I don't have the personality to be a computer <laughs> no, scientist. That'd be terrifying. Uh, and so, what I told them was that. Uh, I was a terrible student. Uh, I skipped a bunch of computer science classes, Mm -hmm. uh, like got a C in one, dropped out of the other, uh, and the math class I had to take as part of the major, I failed, like failed with an F, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, because I didn't know the magic of dropping a course at that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so, you know, I told them that I graduated from here, and this is true, I graduated with like a 2.8. 
I was like, really? Yeah. I was like, I was not a good student. I didn't have my academic stuff together until like junior year. By mm-hmm. junior year, I was crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> junior year, I started crushing everything. But, well, some professors in the communication studies might, uh, the department might disagree. But and that's okay. They're not on this podcast. Right. It's okay. Uh, but, you know. It takes you a while to get everything figured out. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you just take an L. Uh, That's okay. It, yeah, yeah, uh, or an F, or a W, you, or yeah, some other or whatever. Than yeah, uh, um, whatever letter. See, and I like that. I just learned that today, and it took me by such shock. I was shook, as the kids are saying these days, right? Because, like, knowing you now and the leader you are now, like, I don't think anyone in their right mind would care that you failed any classes. Especially if it's one that's not in the world of communication or public relation or leadership right. or anything. Like, right. It's okay to fail if you're going to either learn from it or it's going to be a, like a, it's going to be the wind that blows your sail one way or the other. Yeah. So if you're going to just take the L and keep taking L's and keep pounding your head in the ground, you know, all you're going to get is a headache. Yeah. So and I agree. If you're a computer science person for the rest of your days, I don't know. Nope, nope. That's something the world doesn't need. We need you in leadership and communicating with students and teaching ILA. <laughs> Again, teaching ILA. <laughs> yes. For those of you who don't know, intro to liberal arts. Yeah. Let's get there. Hashtag let Jake teach ILA. Yes, I yeah. love that hashtag. I'm here for it, and I want to be a big proponent of it. Yeah. Uh, I can only hope that somebody who has control about that is listening to the podcast. I'm sure they are, and they're going to hear that it's me talking, and they're going to be like, forget that guy. He was a music major. <laughs> he was a fine arts major. <laughs> Next. Uh, so uh, we've been talking for uh, about the last uh, 50 minutes. Really? I leave, uh, I Get leave, out of town. I leave the last kind of 10 minutes or so open, but if you think we've got everything, then I'll hit the outro. I think we're pretty good. Um, just learning how to be a leader is not a, it's not a letter grade you can get. It's not a, it's not an end result that's going to happen. It's going to keep evolving and that's okay. As long as you just are never stagnant. And I think that's kind of what I've taken away from this today. And I know hopefully with the polar vortex going the way it's going, I could get back to school tomorrow and I could kind of put that into place. And I really hope that I can be a good vessel of that lesson. Yeah. from here on through yeah awesome yeah I was, that was good yeah that was that, that was felt good. good yeah uh so uh john thanks so much for being on the show uh with us today anytime uh listeners thank you for listening to the show remember that you can follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts you can subscribe to our mail list at my website www.jakespeaks.org uh, to learn new things about the podcast or follow my speaking and coaching career. Or you can just follow me on social media at both Instagram and Twitter, MC Leadership Guy. Until next time, take care. <laughs>